Could this podcast be a social lubricant? Find out on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pushback. This is Dr. Johnny again, and uh, it is my pleasure to share my heart with you again this week uh, on Pushback. Uh, I'm happy to report that as of today, this morning, in fact, I can show you, I have a Band-Aid on my shoulder. I got my second dose of the COVID vaccine, and uh, so far, so good. I um, have had zero side effects from the first dose. Uh, I got the second dose today. My son is about a week ahead of me and got the second dose about a week ago with basically zero symptoms. Uh, so that's encouraging. I have heard, however, that the second dose has some increased symptoms associated with it, uh, some insomnia, some achiness, uh, maybe some low-grade fever, but it's only a day or two around the uh, immunization and been pretty short-lived for most people. So that's been fairly encouraging. And uh, and again, I encourage you to consider it. If you um, have more questions about it, you can go uh, to my last year's podcast, season one, and uh, connect with facts about the vax. I have a series of podcasts regarding that and uh, my position on taking the vaccine and really feel like it's the uh, answer to ending all of this pandemic craziness. We just need enough people to take it. And so when that becomes available uh, to you over the next several months, hopefully uh, it would be something that you would consider. It's inauguration day tomorrow. Uh, and of course, my last two podcasts have been very much about the election and politics. And uh, now we're heading to inauguration day tomorrow. I'm going to remind my listeners that honor doesn't mean agreement. And uh, we have to have our eyes open. We need to be vigilant, um, but we also need to be honoring. And that means uh, peaceful. It means discussion, talking with people, having the right-hearted attitude. And what I explained last week, which I know was hard to hear for some, even operate in mercy because mercy is the superior way in which the father gave us to live. He called it the law of liberty. It's a powerful, powerful word. They uh, are potentially pursuing impeachment hearings again against the president. And I'm not going to go into all of that other than to know that really the heart behind the impeachment uh, is maybe to embarrass the president, that's possible, um, but also so that he cannot run again. It would probably be the Democrats' worst nightmare if Donald Trump decided to run again. And so uh, let's have our eyes open about that and about the motive behind that. Um, but clearly, our culture is hurting. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, some would use, I try to, actually, I tried to find the right words as I was writing my outline. Uh, I came up with dysfunctional, hurting, frustrating. That would describe our culture currently. But again, you know, culture, uh, we are the ones who set the culture. We are the ones to engage the culture. 
I've been, I love the word culture so much that I actually got onto the term coffee culture. And I was interested in what that means. I hope I don't lose any listeners over this, but uh, I'm not really a coffee drinker. I just don't like the taste of it. I like the smell of it. I just don't like the taste of it. Um, and so I'm not really a coffee drinker. My wife and I uh, uh, have guests over and neither of us drink coffee. And so we're always kind of nervous about guests coming over that drink coffee because we just don't even know how to make it. So we ended up getting a Keurig this year. That was our, our New Year's gift to ourselves so that we didn't stress out when we had company over. So now they can just put their little pods in and uh, make their perfect cup of coffee and we don't have to worry about it anymore. But coffee culture is a... Uh, it's a set of traditions and social behaviors that surround the consumption of coffee, particularly as a social lubricant. So I saw that definition. I kind of scratched my head and I said social lubricant. So I looked up the definition of so social lubricant. The term social lubricant is any food, beverage, or activity that stimulates social interactions or helps people feel more comfortable in social situations. So coffee can be that thing that you sit around a table and everybody has their coffee in their hand and they're able to talk freely and more comfortably about the things that concern them that day. Well, I have had some increased listeners, quite a few increased listeners, especially over the last couple months, and I'm super grateful for that. And I'm, I'm super encouraged by that momentum. And so I always feel like I need to at times periodically uh, give sort of the reason why I'm doing this podcast, the heart behind the podcast. People need to know the why. But here we are in a culture that is dysfunctional and hurting and frustrating. Those are the words that I chose. And I think about biblical times, and they were living in such political unrest, social, political, national unrest that we can't even relate to, if we can be honest. And yet, when you look at the life and times of Jesus Christ, it's interesting because whenever he engaged the political realm, he was very calm. Some would even say placid. And we know that even when he you know, spoke to Pilate, he was very calm in his responses. And, and Pilate, you know, conclusion after meeting with Jesus and the spirit that he created and the spirit that he had in the room, I find nothing criminal about this man. He went before Caesar, or I'm sorry, he went before Herod. And he said, you know, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and render unto God what is God's. He was calm about the political realm because he was from a different realm. It was interesting. Paul was very calm when it came to political things. Paul went before even King Agrippa. He went before him in chains. And it says, Paul motioned with his hand and began his defense. King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate to stand before you today as I make my defense against all the accusations of the Jews, and especially so because you are well acquainted with all the Jewish customs and controversies. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. Paul in chains had audience with the king. <laughs> Only God can do that. These are the little parts of the story that we need to focus on. He's standing before him in chains and is given audience. 
And King Agrippa, at the end of Paul's dissertation, says, Do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? Paul replied, Short time or long, I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am, except for these chains. Why so calm? Why so persuasive? See, Jesus was calm and persuasive. The only time, you know, Jesus did get ruffled. Jesus did get angry. Jesus did get agitated. But it was only toward the religious leaders, not toward the political position of the day. It's interesting. Toward the religious leaders, he called them brood of vipers and whitewashed sepulchers. Beautiful on the outside, but inside dead man's bones. He tipped over the tables in the temple when they were selling their goods. He became ruffled and angry towards the religious leaders of the time. But not so much toward the political leaders of the time. So remember, and I've given you this definition before, culture, the sum total ways of living built up by a group of human beings and transmitted from one generation to another. So why was Jesus, why was Paul so calm, so persuasive? It's because of Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Culture, the sum total ways of living. The Lord, his ways are higher than our ways. Paul, Jesus, they were calm because they were part of a higher culture a superior culture. I can sit on this podcast and I can confidently declare to you that the Lord's culture is a higher culture, a superior culture. And those of you who believe me, who believe in Christianity and believe in the Bible can confidently say that the Lord's culture is higher than our culture and his ways are superior to our ways. This isn't my culture. This isn't Paul's culture. This is the Lord's culture. So like Jesus, if we need to be angry, let's be angry at religious leaders, which of course is all of us, all of us part of his kingdom, who know the higher way, but because of a religious spirit, we become inward. We say the all, all the right things, we're whitewashed on the outside, but we do nothing for his kingdom here on the earth. So because of my new listeners, because of a new season, I want to give you the why of my podcast. It's about culture. It's about the culture of the kingdom and the culture of the country that I love. One time my brother, when I was starting ministry, told me that I need to write a mission statement. And, and my experience with mission statements were a lot of eye rolling. I would be on the, you know, a hospital meeting and, and they'd have out the marker board and they said, you know, let's, you know, brainstorm about the culture of our hospital. And we would say to help people. And they would write help people on the board. And they would say so that we can give caring, um, service, caring service. They write it on the board. And I would sort of internally roll my eyes because it's like, well, duh, 
you know, people know what our culture is, what our mission statement is. So I listened to him and for our ministry, I wrote a mission statement, a vision statement, a purpose statement. (laughs) And I will testify to you today that it was the best thing that I ever did. And my brother explained the importance of it to me because he said, people will try to steer you away from the reason that you're doing what you're doing. And when there is a, a, a temptation, when there is a pull to pull you away from the original topic, the, the reason that you exist, the reason you're doing what you're doing, you can simply point to something. No, this doesn't line up with my mission. Well, the mission of this podcast is culture, about engaging culture. The mission statement, if you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. We are not helpless victims of the culture, but we shape the culture. It's those phrases and those lines that drive me every week to give this podcast and hopefully compels you to listen and to engage. See, we have a choice We can have a hiding mentality. We can start digging in the bunker and hiding underground. Or we can engage. And to engage means the public square. It's the public square. It's about being visible. It's about perpetuating the culture that he gave us to carry here on this earth. And maybe even more important than the public square is the dining room table. The dining room table, because as family goes, so goes the culture. It goes back to Genesis 1.28. Genesis 1.28 says, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. I feel like this was the first great commission. It was the first great commission given to family. Adam and Eve were given a culture, they were to tend and to keep it, and it was the Garden of Eden. Their children then were supposed to reproduce the culture of Eden over the face of the earth. It was a mandate given to family. And so when we sit around the dining room table and we have our sharing of our ideas, the thoughts of the day, even political discussions, even social discussions, as we talk about dating and life and family and, and the interactions and our jobs and the things that we do, it's all part of culture. And culture is created in the hearts of our children as we speak to them so they know what is culture, what is healthy culture, and they know what is countercultural. That is our role. And as we gather and and grow and, and cultivate strong, healthy families, it is those families then that engage the culture and enter into all specs, all aspects of society to bring kingdom culture and to expand his kingdom here on this earth. You will be amazed at what your kids absorb by simply listening to you talk about culture. Having them answer questions. What would you do in this situation? Engage their minds, engage their souls, engage their spirits in the conversation of the day so that their minds aren't dulled, that their spirits aren't active, and that their spirits and that their souls are engaged. Culture, 
the sum total ways of living built up by a group of human beings and transmitted from one generation to another. So there's coffee culture and coffee's used as a social lubricant. The term social lubricant, remember, is any food, beverage, or activity that stimulates social interactions or helps people feel more comfortable in social situations. So that's my heart for this podcast going forward in season two, is to be a social lubricant. Not a coffee culture, although you're welcome to drink coffee while you listen to me, but of kingdom culture, of American culture. I... I want our social lubricants to be honor, respect, mercy, compassion. See, people always will know when you are sincere and you are caring. And when you are sincere and caring and you activate the culture in the realm of honor, you will be heard just like Paul. You may even feel like you're in chains and yet the Lord will give you opportunity to stand before kings. This is how his culture works. Why? Because it's superior. Because it's a greater culture. And we are ambassadors of that culture here on this earth. And we set the culture. So, not only are we talking about topics such as politics or elections or viruses or vaccines, the things that dominated the headlines last year and into this year. But I want my listeners, you, my listeners, to know how to talk about these things. Even if you disagree with me, the ability to engage culture, the ability to be able to talk about this with culture so that you can be heard, so that doors can be opened, and so that people of influence, who are the people of influence? That's us, the children of God. All creation is groaning, groaning for the children of God to take their place here on this earth. And our time is now. I get fired up about this because it's us. So connect people to this podcast. Even if you're uncomfortable talking about him, you can give them the link of the podcast. But even better, I want you to be comfortable talking about these issues. That this podcast can be a social lubricant for you so that you can feel more comfortable in these social situations. Not so when politics begin to be talked about, you grab your coffee and you leave the room. But that you engage with sincerity and with honor so that you can be heard, and so that culture can be transformed. So this podcast can be your social lubricant, so that you can be persuasive, that you can even change the mind of kings and leaders here in this culture. How do we know? How do we know that what we're engaging is cultural, and healthy culture? The answer is to get to know him, the author and the finisher of our faith, the one who is instrumental in creating culture. When we know him and his culture, we will sense when something is countercultural. 
So I invite you to join me as we push in to season number two and all the things that concern us. I'm overwhelmed with the cultural concerns, the cultural topics that have risen even starting in 2020 when I started this podcast and going forward. It doesn't show any signs of slowing down. But I want to engage with you. I want to have conversation with you. There has been some comments and feedback that it's been sometimes hard and difficult to try to find the pushback site and even going to gofam.org and trying to find the pushback page within gofam.org. Been a little bit difficult navigating YouTube and some of the podcast platforms. So I'm pleased to announce to you that we have restructured and simplified uh, the platform for pushback. Now you can simply go to pushbackculture.org. That is pushbackculture, all one word, dot org. And there will be a simple page with the most recent podcast and YouTube video, as well as the archived um, sessions from previous that you can simply click on and enter into uh, those podcasts and, and YouTube videos quite easily. And at the bottom of the page is a place for comments and feedback, a simple way to get a hold of me. And so I can hear your comments, questions, concerns, disagreements. I invite them all because we are here to discuss. So pushbackculture.org. When it takes you to the YouTube platform or to the podcast platform, please subscribe to and, and like and comment even on those platforms as well because that helps me and helps our ministry as well. There's also a place on that website for you to donate. This is listener supported and I would appreciate your donations. Uh, it's also a way of encouraging me and encouraging our ministry to continue with this important uh, platform. So pushbackculture.org. Pushbackculture.org. Please check it out today and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and connect with me in any way that you can. So with that being said, let's go together now to set and shape the culture.